0: Well, good morning again, and welcome again to another one of my podcasts, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And I've been going through this series, and this is the third session, and uh, today we're going to be talking about baptism. Uh just going to share something with you, first of all. When I got up this morning, uh, and I turned my computer on, Actually, my computer's always on it, just in dormant mode, uh, It's sleeping. <laughs> Got to wake it up like, like the Lord wakes me up in the morning. And uh, I looked at my wallpaper, and uh, boy, it brought back memories. Uh, let me see here if I can find it. There it is. Okay, let me just tell you what this is, first of all. Uh, It's in the Upper uh, Peninsula of Michigan. My wife was born in Upper Michigan, uh, just across the line from Wisconsin, uh, Menominee, Marinette, and uh, she lived along Lake Michigan. And I was born and raised in uh, Milwaukee. Actually, it used to be Tippecanoe. Uh, Town of Lake Day is really what it was. It was kind of like a suburb of Milwaukee back then. And it was right on Lake Michigan. My dad and myself fished Lake Michigan. But anyway, this picture that we're looking at is a cave along the shores of Lake Michigan in the upper UP. And uh, this is water that washes over from uh, Lake Michigan. And it would freeze and it would form these ice sculptures. Now I live along the Mississippi River, and uh, the Mississippi River. Uh, they have uh, we're we're in a valley, and there are bluffs all around us, and the water comes down from the the bluffs, uh, rain, snow melting stuff, and it freezes, forms these same kinds of ice things along the cliffs, like what you see over here the along the rocks here and uh it's really beautiful it's kind of a natural ice sculpture uh, that you know if you think about creation uh, and what the world we live in uh, there are some beautiful things and a lot of people miss stuff like this because there's only three percent of the the population of uh the United States that actually live in upper UP that's a very small amount now uh, they we got visitors that go through these caves too but I just thought I would share that with you and that is truly very beautiful well now getting to our our lesson let's just uh get our lesson up here and it's on baptism and I'm just going to share that okay now, looking uh, at the first slide here, the introductory slide, uh, I asked three questions. Baptism, what is it? Uh, how is it done? And uh, what does it mean? And hopefully, we'll answer those three questions going through this, this uh, slideshow. So with that said, go to our next slide here. Our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, like in in scripture to a marriage bond. In other words, it's like getting married. And when you get married, you exchange rings and so forth. And that's really what baptism is. It's a picture. Uh, It actually, let me just say this without even reading the screen. When you uh, get married and you take your vows and then you exchange rings does that ring make you married no all it does is shows you that you are married uh the husband gets a ring and that shows that he belongs to somebody and the, the wife gets a ring and that shows that she belongs to somebody uh and that's what baptism is so if you really study it, and we're gonna take a look at it. Scriptures uh, show us that just like marriage, like the bond of marriage, that's what baptism is. Romans 7, 4, and Ephesians 5, uh, 30, 30 and 32, no honest husband or wife would attempt to conceal the fact that he or she is united to another in marriage. It is our glorious privilege to announce to anyone who will listen that we are linked to our wonderful Lord in an eternal union. Uh, Think of uh, being one with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no proper reason before God to hide this fact. To attempt to do so would be an insult to him. And this is true. Well, let's take a look at them scriptures that we just said. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God, Romans 7, 4. And in looking at Ephesians 5, because we are members of his body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the Church. So when you're when you get saved, as we looked at uh, in a previous slides. When you become a Christian, you become united to Christ. And your baptism is like putting on the ring and showing the world that you belong to Christ. Well, let's just go through a few points here. What must I do if Christ is to acknowledge us in heaven? Excuse me. And we read this in luke twelve eight and nine, and I tell you, every one who acknowledges me before men, the Son of man, will also also will acknowledge uh, before the angels of God, but the one who denies me before men, will be denied before the angels of God. You see it? See the point there, okay, number two. What will he do if we fail to do this? In Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33, uh, it says, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven you know those who believe in the lord jesus are commanded to show their association with him by an outward ceremony which is the type of a public uh, initiation 3 what two things did jesus command his disciples to do as they went through the world matthew 28:19 Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're not only supposed to make disciples, but we're supposed to baptize them. So it's important. Baptism is a very important thing, but it's done only after salvation. You know, when I went out to try to find an image for my, my... Intro to this lesson. All I could find was baby baptism. Baby baptism. The whole world is hung up on baby baptism. Well, baby baptism does not save any baby. A baby is in God's hands until they reach the age of accountability. You know, I was a counselor at camp, and I had a young fella come up to me and. Uh, he said, uh, I don't have to worry about salvation. He says, he says, I'm uh, not accountable until I reach the age of 21. I said, where'd you hear that? He's my father told me then. Well, I didn't want to bust his bubble, but I, I said to him, I says, let me ask you a question. You know, it's wrong to steal. He says, yeah, is it wrong to kill? He says, yeah. Well, I said, if you know the difference between right and wrong, you're accountable to God. I didn't preach to him. I didn't say another word to him. Well, that day I noticed that at uh, in a dining hall when we were all eating our meal, uh, he was sitting there just, he wouldn't say a word. He hung his head, didn't eat anything. And all of a sudden he got up and he ran out. Well, I told my junior counselor to keep an eye on the boys and I had a, keep an eye on this young fellow. So I I left the dining hall and I went back to our cabin and I found him sitting on his bunk crying. Those words that I said to him penetrated him. He knew that he was accountable to God and that he was responsible. He already reached that age. He didn't wait until he was 21. And everybody that knows the difference between good and evil are accountable to God. I just thought I'd share that story with you. It's uh, over and above our lesson here. But he came to know the Lord. He said he gave his life to the Lord. Now, was he saved? I don't know. Only God knows. God knows the heart. We see the outside. God sees the inside. Well, let's look at point four. What did Peter command those who believed? the gospel message what did he what did he command them in acts uh, 2 verses 38 to 41 be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are afar off everyone whom the Lord, our God, calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation so that who receives his word were baptized and were added that day about 3,000 souls. The thing I really want you to see in this scripture is that those that were, that received his word, that's what saved them. They believed them, their faith in Jesus Christ saved them. All those, it says, so those who received his word were baptized. You're to be baptized if you received his word. Uh, you know, I was baptized before I received his word, and so that didn't count. I was one of those infants that were baptized. But for 40 years, I lived in sin. It wasn't until I received the words of God and believed in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior that I was baptized. And I'm going to tell you about my baptism. My baptism was... uh at a retired nun's place and uh i got baptized in a swimming pool and a a couple of the old nuns that were retired were standing around watching us perform baptism and uh one of the nuns came up to me after baptism and she says i've never seen an adult get baptized and then i explained to her what baptism meant, and that I was now married to Christ. You see, nuns think they're married to Christ. Uh, But the truth of the matter is they have to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in their hearts that God raised Him from the dead. Thou shall be, thou will be saved. So, well, let's move on. The fifth point, what is, uh the necessity or the necessary conditions to being baptized acts 8 36 and 37 tell us this and as they went on their way there came unto a certain unto a certain water and a eunuch this is the story of uh, Philip. and the eunuch said see there is water what hinders me from being baptized And Philip said to him, if you believe with all thine heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That's the condition for being baptized. He believed that Jesus Christ was the son of God. Well, the sixth point. What comes first, believing or baptism? And that's exactly what I'm talking about here. Acts ten forty-seven and eighteen-eight. Can anyone withhold water from uh, baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have? You have to receive the Holy Spirit. You have to believe, then you get the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible called being baptized with the Holy Spirit, but we're also to perform water baptism. Uh, Cyprus, the ruler of the synagogue believed in the Lord together with his entire household and many of the Corinthians hearing Paul believed and were baptized. Believing comes first, then the baptism. Number seven, how is baptism in water performed? You know, we see, in fact, the other day I was, I seen a movie uh, that was on. I started watching it and it was, it was not biblical at all. It showed Ananias baptizing Paul. He sprinkled a little water on his head. Well, that's not what baptism is. So how is baptism performed? Uh, When somebody dies, you sprinkle a little dirt on them? No. You put them under the ground. You bury them. And we're buried in baptism with Christ. And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized them. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord uh, carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Probably was praising the Lord. He found salvation in Christ. And he in obedience to the word of God was baptized. Number eight. What is the symbolics in baptism, according to Romans 6, 3 and 5, 3 to 5? And this is what I'm talking about, folks. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection like his. You see, folks, Christ died and was buried and rose again from the dead. And likewise, when we're baptized, it's a picture of us dying with Christ and raising to newness of life. And now we are to walk in that resurrection life. Yes, someday our bodies are gonna be uh, resurrected too, but we already have been resurrected with Christ. Uh, And a picture, uh, baptism is a picture of what happens spiritually. Yes, we don't see this, uh, but we're to reckon ourselves to be dead in Christ, but alive unto God. What a beautiful picture this is. So we have a couple of good examples, marriage and our death and burial with Christ. Well, That kinda ends our slideshow, but we gotta ask ourselves some questions. When and where did you clearly confess Christ, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior before others? Have you been baptized? Well, if you are a Christian and you have not been baptized since you gave your life to the Lord, be obedient to the word and be baptized. So ask yourself that question. Then ask yourself this question. When did you pass through the waters of baptism after becoming united with them in salvation? You know, you might've been baptized before, but that really was not obedience to the word because you were not saved. Your baptism has nothing to do with your salvation it's an outward show that you belong to christ now ask yourself this question how has your life as a baptized christian demonstrated that you have truly died with him and are raised again to walk in newness of life if you are a christian and you've been baptized after you received the lord how is your life shown to others how's it demonstrated that you truly died with Christ it says uh, in Galatians I think it is Galatians 3:20 and uh, just just for memory I have been crucified with Christ nevertheless I live but not I but Christ lives in me Christ is living through me and that's what the world should see is Jesus Christ. The church is a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's review a few things. You know, as we go through these lessons, we look back a little bit, and we just review. Let's just review Romans 10, 9 and 1, and John 5, 13. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just in a review, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Well, let's think about a little memory uh, verses today. Uh, try to memorize Acts 2.41 in Matthew 28, 19. And these are the verses. So those who received his word were baptized and were added that day about 3,000 souls. Isn't that great? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Memorize those verses, good verses to memorize. Well, that's all, folks. I'm out of here. And I'm just going to stop my sharing. And I'm going to say goodbye for today until the next podcast and uh, uh, enjoy your day. Not once did I even stop to drink a little coffee this morning. Mmm. Very good coffee. Bye now.